This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. The 1st of October has passed and John Schaefer didn't poke his head out of his hole. You know what that means. Two more weeks of summer. Enjoy it, everyone. And thank John for his sacrifice. Our IP live cast starts now. Where in the world is Ice Schaefer? Ice Earth John Schaefer. I think what it means is uh, two more weeks of John Schaefer not getting arrested. Oh. Well, he's or already he is. been arrested. Yeah. They don't even want to arrest him. They just want to serve him with, like, You just want to talk, baby. We just, want, we just want to talk, man. We just want to talk. It's the feds, you know. They're, they don't they don't, uh, they don't. don't do anything untoward to anybody. Well, not to white dudes. <laughs> well. Who can, uh, well, who can jam. That's he's true. a white dude who can jam. So you're saying this among the MAGA Nazi uh, feds that uh, harass people, there's a lot of Iced Earth fans. Yes. Yes. Okay. That gotcha. is my assumption that I'm very comfortable in making. Wish we need Noah on this topic to call in <laughs> as a guest. I want to hear her thoughts. Is it possible John Schaefer is at her place? Hiding out? Yeah. <laughs> He's on the lamb <laughs> yeah, they, of God. I, that article doesn't mention Arizona at all. That's true. They haven't yeah. even thought to look there. That's good. He's got a head start. <laughs> <laughs> Just so hide now- behind a cactus. Noah is 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 uh, what's the term? Holding a fugitive or yeah. harboring? Yes. Harboring. harboring a fugitive. Thank you. In her harbor, that's, 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 the moist harbor. In her, in her <laughs> harbor. Oh boy! Welcome to the show. It is Hello. Saturday, October eighth. We we have some some folks here with us. We got Colin oh. in the chat. We got the dog walker, Colin. Snowberry salad, cooking and listening to us. Beautiful. What are you cooking? Yeah, and, I'll ask uh, for Sid because I know he's going to ask that. Yeah, and we got Shifty Shortcake uh, saying John Schaefer be like I'm gone, Schaefer. Yeah, uh, well, John we Schaefer, don't know yet. Like gone, Schaefer. Well, we, we what we're talking about, yeah. what we're talking about is there was a report this week. Let's just jump right into it, folks. Okay. Uh, the report said that uh, the FBI has been trying to track down Schaefer uh, for just just some questioning. Just, yeah, they just want to yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just want to talk, and D.C. attorneys cannot find him. Of course, Schaefer famously was on the front lines of the January 6th uh, Capitol riot. He was, like, literally, like, and figuratively on the front line. He was the front guy in that mob. He was the tip of the spear, as they say. (laughs) Just the tip. Murder. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and And he had bear spray, and apparently he got bear sprayed. Mm. Something along those lines. Did they? So, who bear sprayed him? Did like one of the other idiots bear spray him, or was it like? I believe a police sn- officer. It's been so long since I, you know, since I've been on this on this hot topic that the specifics kind of escaped me. It's really gone out of the news, if you notice. There's like a lot of other things now. So all of a sudden, are being so no one. All right, we've moved on to the next thing. This a front to uh, it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. And, yeah, like is the is the <laughs> January sixth committee thing still like the Liz I think Cheney so. I committee? still once in a while see stories about I weren't they gonna get like um Clarence Thomas's wife to testify like a week uh, ago. I oh right, 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 right. Yes. I yeah, so yeah. don't Jeannie. pay attention. It's so silly because it's like there's a real investigation, independent investigation going on by the f- actual 
feds. So like the Senate investigation it, it is nothing. It's just there to it's like the sensationalize it. Yeah. C-SPAN yes. version. <laughs> you gotta sensationalize it because you there's an election coming up. That's the whole that's the right. whole reason all of this happens. Right. No matter how much shitty, stupid things we do, you can't vote for these people because they wear antlers. Look, yeah, they're scary. Yeah. And, and as Colin points out, you could see his face in yeah. one of the pictures when the Capitol was being stormed oh. on January 6th. In fact, on January yeah. 6th, one of the yeah. first photos out of the Capitol, because there were press photographers there and and Thanks to the wonders of social media, these photos started uh, being spread around. And it wasn't like the photo being spread around was, hey, look, it's John Schaefer. It's like, right. hey, look, look here are look <laughs> at these people on the literal front lines of this Capitol, right? Like the first people into the Capitol. And then metalheads were like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> look at this. Wait no, a minute. Like no, this Rob, guy up I got to stop you there. I got to stop you there. Metalheads were like, yes, it's John Schaefer. No, our hero. No. Our hero. Well, it, there was Locking a divide. It like he talks say. it. There was a divide. I never knew uh, what a patriot he was. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so then he was immediately called out by by narcs by like you, you fucking journalist such as myself, yeah. and um, and uh, he was the first person charged. From the uh, the Capitol riots, the failed insurrection, and uh, he pled guilty to, to two charges, even though he was charged with six. And there's been so many great little stories to come out of his experience, like he was treated like shit uh, in the. Uh, are you holding was, a dental flosser? Yeah. What are you doing? I had a little. He's workshopping a new uh, gimmick. <laughs> it's, like I want a thing. I need a Rob thing. You know how like, like Lars always has a gum. Yeah, like Lars has a toothpick. I have. I have just. I, I, All right. I, well, I'm gonna throw it up in the air and smack it out of yeah. the way like Mister Perfect does. Oh, nice. Yeah. You got to do that at the end of the show, though. You got to hold it the whole oh, show, yeah. and then. I, All right. See you next week, everybody. Pop. Bam. Now Colin, it's Colin God. says, "Oh, sorry." Yeah. Colin Whoa. says you could see his face in one of the yeah. in one of the pictures. No, yes. you could see his face in literally every picture. <laughs> <laughs> he was well, one, one, one hashtag iconic photo, and then there was there was also like obviously security footage. Uh, it was and- like a Vice documentary about John Schaefer at the ca- <laughs> Capitol riots. It was so many photographs. <laughs> uh, let me look up an old article that I wrote because I mean I, I I've. I basically have the whole, uh, uh, well, yeah, here we go. John Schaefer from uh, July 2021, which is how this is, I guess, you know, it's, it's already been, it's crazy that it's been two years uh, uh, since the riots almost. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a 30 for 30. <laughs> the fucked up thing to me was I, I thought it was excessive that Metal Injection did a what's in your bag video with John Schaefer that day. <laughs> <laughs> like they do a record show. I was like, come on, Rob. Just the January 6th what's in your bag. I got uh, a gun. So, I got some bear spray. Yeah. So, so from documents of his plea bargaining trial, uh, here's my, uh, the headline. I search John Schaefer claims, quote, fecal attack, death threats, <laughs> two months of hell during time in jail, according to records. Uh, and let's, let's revisit this. Uh, Indy star has published details from a incident, uh, of 
Reports they obtained of Schaefer's time in jail. Schaefer, who turned himself into authorities shortly after the riot, is a free man at the moment as part of his guilty plea agreement. The charges include an obstruction of official proceeding of Congress and trespassing on restricted grounds of the Capitol while armed with a deadly or dangerous weapon. According to a statement from Schaefer's attorney, during the detention hearing, he said Schaefer was being targeted by other inmates. Quote, my client, who is presumed innocent, has just gone through two months of hell where other people were throwing feces at him and urine and threatening his life in a horrible, horrible situation. There's a lot of libs in prison. They just really don't like the uh, capital attack. They're very upset. Uh, due to Schaefer's How high do you profile, throw urine, by the way, do they have like in a, in a baggies? Why? They, what? They just get cups now. Prisoners are just given cups freely. Yeah, they probably get drug tested, and they just like, should I comply with my drug test or throw <laughs> urine at John Schaefer? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. It'll be two days in the oh, hole. Totally worth fucking... it. Fuck it. You get early release if you did that. Those so are all, he... all people who heard Iced Earth albums or were forced to listen to it by their friends. Well, that's the thing. The the uh, the prison guards just happen to be specifically power metal fans that would only play Iced Earth in the prison, <laughs> and they were so annoyed. And finally, now the Chafers in the prison, they took it and out. You're the it. motherfucker. I gotta be honest. I've had friends that made me listen to Iced Earth. If I had a cup of urine, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I wouldn't uh, hesitate. Fifty Shortcake says one Nazi, one cup. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so he was placed, placed in administrative segregation. He was kept away from the general population and still feared for his life and personal safety, according to his lawyer. Yes. Uh, he was P, that, he was persecuted. <laughs> he said that uh, he still got death threats even while he he was in uh, uh, like kept separately. Like he went to either I forget what it was. It was like uh, the showers or whatever. When he got back, there was a note in his segregated cell like that like hey you know you better watch it you better watch it it's uh, just because he farts a lot and it spreads to the other cells and the people are just tired of smelling it no, so Rob, here's the, the, no Rob the note was a, a review from the village voiced by Robert Christgau about his uh, his shitty album that's what ah! it was very it was very <laughs> passive aggressive he's like I fear for my life now <laughs> I'm so insulted. Uh, okay, here's the official legal uh, description of John Schaefer's crimes. And to be clear, you know, whenever a, a police or authorities describe criminal events, they're always to the utmost accuracy. So, mm. uh, but let's let's read it here. At approximately 2.40 p.m., uh, as legislators and their staff were being evacuated to secure locations, Schaefer, still wearing his Oathkeeper hat and tactical vest. Oathkeeper. Still. I forgot about that. Still carrying on. Well, yeah, he basically ratted them out. I know. Uh, uh, still carrying on his person bear spray, positioned himself at the front of a large mob that broke open the Capitol building doors being guarded by four Capitol police officers wearing riot gear. Front man through and through. (laughs) (laughs) And he's the guitarist. Schaefer was among the first six individuals to push past the damaged doors into the building, forcing officers to retreat. As the mob swelled inside and officers were being assaulted, Schaefer and other members of the mob continued to advance while aggressively gesturing toward a row of five to six backpedaling officers trying to maintain a security line in front of them. Officers' efforts were quickly failed, 
as Schaefer and the rest of the mob overwhelmed the officers who ultimately deployed a chemical irritant to disperse the mob. Oh, Axe body spray. <laughs> oh, they didn't oh, no. realize that Oath Keepers are impervious to that oh, because it's That would disperse scent. me right away. Axe body spray stings the nostrils. It is a harsh <laughs> scent. But look at the people that he was standing with. They're all drenched in it probably right. already. You're right. That would have dispersed you from joining the mob in the first place. Yeah, yeah like walking into there and just smelling all the acts. I'm like, sorry, guys, I literally cannot breathe. I have to go. <laughs> uh, Shifty says chemical irritant is a great band. As his fecal is. attack. Yeah, there's a lot. in This story is just like a wellspring of band names. Schaefer was among those who were sprayed in the face by the irritant. He thereafter Sprayed in the face. Another good band name. <laughs> Or DVD uh, that's a, that's series. A, or EP. That's a good EP. He right. there, or PP. Fecal attack. Sprayed in the face. <laughs> Big in Germany. <laughs> uh, I lost my spot now. Uh, Schaefer was among those sprayed in the face by the irritants. He thereafter exited the building where his unholstered bear spray now in hand through the, oh, with his unholstered bear spray now in hand through the same doors that he had entered through approximately nine minutes earlier. So he was only in the Capitol building for nine minutes. Uh, when Schaefer unlawfully entered the Capitol building, he was unaware that the joint session to certify the electoral college results had commenced. And the, the vice president had announced that he had, he did not intend to stop the certification. Wearing a tactical vest and armed with bear spray, Schaefer unlawfully entered the building with the purpose of influencing, affecting, and retaliating against the conduct of government by stopping or delaying the congressional proceeding by intimidation or coercion. Schaefer admits that he that his belief that the Electoral College results were fraudulent is not a legal justification for unlawfully entering the Capitol building and using intimidation to influence, stop, or delay the congressional proceeding. He's been cucked into admitting he was wrong. Shame. Just a shame. Stop the cuck. So so the current story, the new story, is uh, that uh, Schaefer was to believe... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, the story is that uh, a report by the Republic states that process servers attempting to physically notify Schaefer that the District of Columbia was suing him in federal court over his participation in the erection, insurrection have failed. It's an erection. <laughs> <laughs> he participated in the erection. That's they've tried, so they've tried to serve him at least 25 times across seven different addresses in three separate states and have been unable to do so. Uh, they say that he... They think he's hiding either in his residence in Columbus, Indiana, at his home in Orlando, Florida, uh, in oh, Georgetown, Delaware, Crystal City, Florida, or Holy possibly shit. his mobile home in Auburndale, Florida. How, how much money did Ice Earth make, for fuck's sake? Way too much, clearly. If only he had participated in some more erections and, and uh, <laughs> less interactions. He might not be on the on the run right now. He's on OnlyFans for that. <laughs> well, he's got to generate some funds now, you know. Uh, yeah. The district believes that Schaefer is now hiding from process servers in a mobile home in Auburndale, Florida. So court filings from numerous attempts at the Auburndale address. Since locating the address, the district has attempted, has attempted ser to service there at least five times, yet Schaefer refuses to answer the door 
thereby preventing effective service absent further relief from the court. I don't understand this. Like, wh- why do they have to serve him? You know, that, like, and this whole process seems so fucking antiquated and weird to me that yeah. it's like the federal government needs to serve you with a fucking lawsuit or whatever. And it's like, oops, he never answered his door. So I guess we can't. He doesn't what? know. Yeah, that's he that's doesn't know he's being sued. So we can't sue him. Like, like that's- fucking email him, send him a voicemail and be done with it. And then life goes. It's just so weird that this is still how this gets done is are we the only country that does it this way or is it like er, er, this is the way it is everywhere this is fucking wild to me that it's like well we're the feds but you know the guy won't open the door he peeks out the window and waves but he won't open the door so (laughs) we're out of options we have nothing else to do what like break his door down i'd I'd leave it at the door fucking tape it to his door and be done with like i don't understand I'm assuming they do tape it process. to your door and they leave and then he just says, fuck you, right? I mean. No, I think they, it needs to be actually no, handed like, to the actual yeah. person. Oh. It's fucking wild to me. Mm. That that's but I'm saying they are, they are taping it. He just then doesn't, doesn't, like he doesn't right, have to until, respond. Until, yeah, like until they hand it to him in hand, they can't mm-hmm. technically start the trial because it could be argued that he didn't know he was being but sued, like, right? This is an ongoing process. They know who his lawyer is. Can't they just be like, hey, lawyer, this is what's going on with your client. Now it's on you to tell him. Thanks. We're proceeding. Well, I, I, I'll be the dissident here. I like, Mm -hmm. I like the, 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 uh, as many things as we can do to make it hard for the feds to arrest people. I think it's a good thing, even though it's someone who I don't (laughs) particularly care for, like John Schaefer. I guess it's for me, it's not that I want it to be easier for feds to arrest people. It's just, it seems like such a stupid process. Sure. To begin with. Yeah. Like, That's good. I, w- I mean, they have so much power to fuck with you. Let them have one yeah. thing that they're hamstrung yeah. on, you know? Yeah, it's just hilarious. Uh, Shifty giving, giving them some ideas, saying, find a bald eagle and deliver it by it's talent. It's metal. I think Schaefer would accept that just because of how metal it is. Just how patriotic. You know, yeah. he has I, to... I, I, I don't want to go to federal prison, but I got to concede that's very metal. Yeah. Okay, yeah. lock uh, me up. Such a majestic but, bird. But also, if there's an eagle knocking on his door, patriotically, he must answer. It's uh-huh. freedom knocking. <laughs> that's part freedom of the oath. He's got to keep it. What if they turn an eagle and he's now working for the uh, the Kremlin? Oh no! Oh no! Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. You got to listen to how it squawks. Does it squawk with an accent? Because then you got to stay squawk like a communist. Yeah. Oh, I don't have that clip. God damn it! I love that Vladimir Putin. (laughs) Steven Seagal. Uh, and Colin makes a good point. Uh, he says Schaefer's houses in Florida may have been taken away by Hurricane Ian. Maybe oh. that's why he's not answering. Oh, no. He's wow. only down to six now. <laughs> six thousand. I mean, also, it's houses in Florida and Indiana. I mean, certainly yeah. they require some money, but it's not. It can't be yeah. that expensive. Right. You know, <laughs> like all of those houses, if you add up the value of them, is probably like a two-bedroom apartment in New York. You know, yeah. not, not, to, not to downplay that he owns a lot of houses. It's just depends where you are located for yeah. how, you could, how much you're spending on those. You could franchise a 7-Eleven in New York for that and like live there. And don't, don't open it. Don't sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> just get high on your own taquitos. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That was Pat O'Brien's house. The guy that burned his own house down. Oh, no. the- <laughs> What's the latest with him? I haven't heard anything about that guy. He was, next, he was next to John in the riots, unfortunately. <laughs> 
I believe he she uh, uh, performed with some other. Uh, yes, he joined X Hoarder at Maryland Death Death Fest this past May. So this was he joined them to do what? Do they clean the stage before between acts or something? To perform on guitar. Oh, oh, interesting. Yes, would not have guessed that first. Yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about it at the time, but uh, so he got sentenced in May of 2001. Mm-hmm. 2011, uh, you mean? And, and, oh, I'm sorry, 2000. Well, can't sorry, be 2021. 2021. We weren't doing the show no, yet. In 2021. I'm sorry, May 2021, last year. Uh, and by the way, famously, when he was first arrested, which I believe would, would have then been in December 2020, uh, you got to go back and listen to to me try to make every excuse for it. Oh, I'm like so oh, it's, it's 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 just a giant misunderstanding. We went through this story one by one, like, and each claim kept getting worse and worse and worse. And Rob was justifying every single one. Uh, I was like, well, maybe this happened. Well, maybe hmm. it's like he's already like this, and it's well, you know. Well, maybe the house set itself on fire. <laughs> yeah, know. maybe it's already burning. Yeah. But like you don't even like this guy that much. Why were you doing that? <laughs> Do you are you a huge Pat O'Brien fan? Was there a big Cannibal Corpse ad buy on Metal Injection a, that week? I'm a big. I'm a well. I am a, a Cannibal Corpse fan. I, I'm a big George Corpse Grinder Fisher fan. Yeah, but and... he didn't light his house on fire. He's a great family man. He's a wonderful guy. <laughs> I would defend him if he lit his house on fire. Run through a wall. This is for probably George. just barbecuing. Also, I don't think it was his house that was lit on fire. To be fair, it was it was some neighbor of his. All right, you know oh, what I mean. Wow. If he did something shitty, I would defend him. That what blindly. if it was John Schaefer's house that he lit on fire because he was trying to preemptively <laughs> oh. stop him from storming the Capitol? Yeah. Then Pat O'Brien's a hero. Yeah. That see, it's a giant misunderstanding. Like I said, yeah. would you do? Would you really stop John from storming the Capitol? Let him get arrested. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I think I think if you burn his house down, he'd be more likely to storm the Capitol because he's already outdoors. Like he yeah. might as well head up to well, DC yeah, at that point. Hold on, but he's got five other ones. It's That's he'll be true. fine. Oh yeah. But look at how much comedy we got. That's the guy to be. Besides this show, it's just like the funniest day in American history. I feel like it's like everybody involved in it and everyone reacting to it. On both sides sounds idiotic. I love it. I think it's great. The most absurd thing to me about it is like, so there's like two dates now in American history that you just need to say the date and people remember it. There's September 11th where thousands of people died. And there's January 6th where what? Two? Well, one person died directly and it was one of the, one of the rioters. So it's not like they killed. They always bring that up, by the way. Six people died. The only one that died as a result of these actions was one of the dummies that went there to like commit violence, got shot by a cop. So yeah. That's the only person that died. So just, and then there's like a few people had drug ODs a few days later. One of the cops had like a heart condition and yeah. he died, but like nobody murdered anybody. But even if you want to credit all six, it's still so disproportionate to the other date that lives in infamy <laughs> right. still. It's just weird to me. Like, I, and it's still like I hear January sixth that it takes me a minute to remember. Oh, that that thing. Like, I, like my brain refuses to make it that important of a date that I. Your brain. I I stand in solidarity with your brain. That is a noble <laughs> idea to not memorialize this event. Uh, yeah. But I just like do is storming a government facility like that bad? Like that's a revolutionary tactic. Throughout the world, that's revered. That's how we. But we got look our down country. on the rest of the world when they have that. 
I think uh, I think there, these- there there was a Confederate flag oh, in the, the Capitol building. Well, no, here's my they point. They lost though. the war. I'm saying I'm saying these people, their cause these people. Is, is stupid. For sure. They have no ideology. They probably got it from qpatriotblog.geocities or whatever. <laughs> but the act of the people don't react to that only. They say just the act of sullying politics is wrong. You can't break a window in the Capitol. It's like a human being. It's like our forefathers live in that window or something. Like, Get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what people should always be like revolutionary minded. But like these people are just doing it in service of doing something fucking stupid that they saw online. That's the problem. You're saying, you're, you're saying the act wasn't necessarily stupid. It right. was what was in service of. That was yes, stupid. they in service of nothing. They don't have any ideology. They're empty vessels. Like if Trump said tomorrow we should storm the Capitol for Medicare for all, they would now be going to for Medicare for all. They don't believe in anything. They wear antlers. Like, what do you come on, guys? They're just looking for action. They have all these weapons. They never get to use them. They're just exactly. looking for a reason to use the toys that they bought. Completely agree, which is why I also think it's so equally stupid when people make it like these are like ideological warriors that are out to turn the country into a right wing like they are could I mean, not be more. The far foot from soldiers that. are not, but the people whose orders they're following are. But they, but how, where did it go? Like if they, if they, if they want those people wanted the country to be uh, turned over, they would use the military. They're not going to use like John Schaefer. You know, with the party city costume on, I think they. I think there is a definite fascism like creeping through the country, but implemented by both parties. But they're not gonna. You, these people are just stragglers. Like they're just dirty. Like like they have no no ideology whatsoever. And that's why I think it's like a distraction to like real real fascism. But they should still be punished. They still broke the law. Yeah. They, well, give them the same punishment as at any trespassing person does or, or breaking windows or enter it you know what I mean? but that's the other thing can you can you get them on trespassing when the guards like let them in the door half in many cases you, you know get the guards too i guess for not doing their jobs i don't know that's Just not a real put everybody look. lock everybody up now that all these marijuana offenders have been par- pardoned Sit there's more space in the jails up. have so. they been pardoned i thought that like that seems it's in the rhetoric stage still no i don't know they haven't been pardoned yet no but they're going to be well, I don't know. I mean, this guy promises a lot of stuff and then doesn't do it. I'm still waiting for my $2,000 check. Dusty wants to know if you're pardoned, Darren. Well, my uh, my con- I was never convicted. I was, it wasn't uh, federal. Yours wasn't federal. And yeah. also, yeah, that's a, that's actually a good point off of my the joke about my incident with Rob is that this none of these uh, most of these convictions are state level or yeah. lower. I think what did they say? There was only like 6,000 people that would be yeah. impacted by this pardon. Yeah, but that's all the power he has right now. Yeah, Yeah. but is but then then you get something. But then you got to say, is that even going to happen? Yes, is it going to happen? And really, is the main thing going to happen, which is declassifying the drug uh, and and making it legal? Right, that's Uh, the important thing. But it's ultimately if he declassifies the drug, it is beyond just the story. Right, but that has to go to Congress, though. I he don't can't just do it. I believe I believe the attorney general can just declassify it. He said oh, uh, he said he was instructing the attorney general and the secretary, the health czar to 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 look into that. Which, well, I will wow, say, great guys. Be, <laughs> like hurry up. Look into it. Uh but 
if that does happen, that truly is a, a massive, massive yeah, step. And then that, sure. because then that would allow uh, for more uh, medical research. It would allow for funding for research. It would allow for these businesses to then be able to open bank accounts. Uh, Cause right now uh, no bank wants to touch the weed money. Really? Well, it's schedule yeah. one drug. It's the same as heroin. It's schedule one drug. So, uh, no bank can take can work with these businesses, and it's become a whole industry uh, because these businesses are so wide open to potential robbery that there's these like security firms that that have popped up just to move the money, essentially from the places to like you know a secure location. That Sounds like it. job creation to me. But this is my thing. It's like if you're gonna, if you're the president, right, and you believe it's a good thing to do all this stuff, why don't you just do it? If you have the power to do it, just why are you Agreed. making an announcement that in the future we're gonna do this A, B, and C? Just fucking do it. You tell your fucking attorney general, hey, hey, we're declassifying marijuana today. Get on it. And if it's not <laughs> done by today, you're fired. You know why don't you do something like that? This is a big tough talk. We're going to do this. this I mean, like, and, and you know, didn't he say he was going to do this? Like, this is one of his. Yes. <laughs> one, of his one day it OS for life. That's one of his things. Yeah. Like one of the $2,000 checks. And uh, I mean, there's a laundry list, you know. Yeah. That uh, which, which will not happen sooner. Uh, declassifying and legalizing marijuana or. Uh, the public uh, public option, which he never talks about anymore. Right. Which was well, he's never even thing. mentioning that, so clearly it's not that. Yeah. Well, the public option sucks anyway. It's like the the thing that's slightly better that also sucks that he's not even doing. Yeah. But did he even talk about that during the campaign? I don't remember him. The public option. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because Repeatedly. that was the whole contrast between him and Bernie, because Bernie was for Medicare for all. And he said, and uh, uh, Biden's response to that was like, well, we've already spent all this time building this Obamacare system. Why mm -hmm. why do it? I think a much better option was be to do the public option. Let people have the choice. They keep their health care, or if they can't afford it, you know, we'll provide it for them. That was why, why have something good when we spent uh, 10 years building something horrible that hurts people? Let's just keep that. And add a little tweak to it. That won't well, do does it hurt people more than what was there before? Uh, I would say yes. I would say How that. So? The, I would say that the gains in uh, what's tiny slivers of gains in healthcare uh, are minimal compared to how much premiums have gone up and shot through the roof, and that it, it allowed. It's basically a gift to HMOs, like HMO profits. Hmm. They have just incredibly more power than they did before Obamacare. So like, while you could say, you could say like, you know, some sliver of the population has more healthcare now, but they also entrenched the fact that this is our healthcare now. Like the, the conversation about Medicare for all is gone. Like it was kind of burgeoning during that race. Like when Obama was running, it was like, can we have, it wasn't even called Medicare for all. That's a Bernie thing, but like we, we can have universal healthcare. It's a possibility. It's on the table. And I, then he did his right-wing Republican healthcare plan. And now it's gone. Oh, like hardly anybody ever talks to it, except for the two months when Bernie's running for president. Hmm. So I think it did sad. so much. Damage. Sad, sad, crazy Bernie. <laughs> Remember when he called, he, he came with crazy Bernie Trump. He had all these names, like specific, like corrupt Hillary, a crooked Hillary, crooked, yeah. and sleepy Joe. But the only thing it covered was crazy Little Bernie. Marco. 
Yeah, little Marco. Little Marco. <laughs> crazy Bernie. Crazy because like he's saying things that are actually could work. You crazy idiot. <laughs> All right. In a, in a little uh, bit of lighter news, uh, Ronnie. Uh, oh. Oh, Cheatham is is busting in with Pelosi endorsed Universal Healthcare and now is against it. Yeah, like thirty years ago she endorsed it. Yeah, she's been against it for like decades now. I think ten or fifteen years ago. And she not only that, but she belittles metal care for all, like people who announce it and the Green New Deal. Like she's, I think she said something. She was just like dunking on AOC or something. She says like, "You take your green dream or whatever." Yeah, sure, that'll happen. I think she she called it the Green Dream. You remember that, guys? Mm-hmm. Kind of trying to make fun of the Green New Deal. Hmm. Is it that, or is it that she's just very old and senile and legitimately thought that's what it was called? Yeah, I'd believe either. I don't I know. Think, she's very old. I think her moments of sharpness come when she's at her most right wing. That's uh, mm. <laughs> that's Fair. when she has clarity. Yeah. All right. Touche. Like Joe Biden. Well. Whenever they make him talk about something like nominally left wing, so that he could get votes, he st- stumbles through it completely. He's like, "Oh yeah, sure, uh, matter marijuana." Uh, but like when he's talking about crime or tough on crime, he's uh, back in 1982. Corn pop. He's great. Yep. Remembers that guy. I don't. I think he's pretty sharp when he's dunking on Republicans too, because he had, there was some clip I saw uh, about uh, Biden talking about how oh, like. Man. Uh, Rand Paul uh, was asking for here. Let me here. I have the clip. Uh, I'll, I'll just play because it was it was a rare sharp burn from from President Joe Brandon. So let's let's, let's play this. That came out. Report. This is sharp. That came out. <laughs> this CNN is him at his sharpest. Republicans call Biden infrastructure program socialism. Well, it ain't that. And then they ask for the money. And it goes through all of Republicans, who, the most conservative Republicans, who call it socialism and how they're asking for it. A guy named Paul Gosser, oh he's written three separate letters to the administration asking for projects in his district. He says it enhanced the quality of life, that ease congestion, boost the economy. Voted against it says it's all socialism. Go down the list. Kentucky Representative Andy Barr, the biggest socialist agenda Three different projects he wants, studying the importance of safety and growth of his district. Rand Paul, I go down the list, look it up. Wow. Socialism. What a burn. I didn't know there were that many socialist Republicans. There it is. Oh. Report. All right. Uh, wow. Yeah, that was fun. He was wow, that was some dunk. <laughs> It's fine. I don't know whose opinion it's changing. And also, yeah. that's not socialist. <laughs> when like a capitalist, yeah. like extreme hyper-capitalist government spends like a few dollars on like tree removal after a hurricane. That's not socialism. I mean, it's the government paying for things to make people's lives better. Sure. I'm not saying socialism. it's bad. I'm saying it's bare minimum it- socialism. I just, that's not socialism. It's like it's not. There's no equality to it. It's just what government's supposed to do in any society. Like there's a base level of you're supposed to take care of your citizens. Like capital, other shitty capitalist countries that aren't as bad as the U.S. do that. You know, China does it. The U.K. has healthcare. You know, they're not. They're not socialist. 
China. <laughs> That's very good, Rob. Uh, We're saying China's not as bad as the U.S.? Uh, as far as ta- I would say as far as taking care of its citizens, I would say yes. All right. In other words, their economic health, which is what we were just talking about. All right. In other ways, I would say neck and neck. I don't know. Human rights, not good well, record. I mean, we're not putting Uyghurs in concentration camps currently. No, I mean, we, I mean, we have you could say that uh, we've pretty. But after they get out of that concentration camp, free health care. Do right they get out of that hospital. concentration camp? If if they get out of there, if, okay, it's you, like Squid Game. There's a the, prize at the end, but you're likely not making it to the end. So the United States does not have a great help, uh, record on human rights. Let's put sure, but like I mean, the whole world doesn't have a great record on human. It's a very low bar. I'm not. I, I'm not. I am not arguing in favor of China's uh, yeah. human rights record. But I think also the the image of China is greatly exaggerated to the negative. If you live in the United States. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think they do 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 some shitty things that should be criticized heavily, for sure. Of course, That's, I'm on record saying that. Hmm. So to lighten things up a little, go ahead. Let's talk about the Whoa. new. It's my the thing. To- oh, I thought that was the toilet plop sound effect. I this it's very unpredictable. Sometimes I flip the top and it makes no sound at all, and sometimes it makes a big boop. So let's I hear it again. Well, now it won't because I think the air rushed out of it. But save little one. I should have muted. I apologize. No, a, little, a, a little bloop. All right. Well, the, the feud of the moment. And by the way, huge credit to Blabbermouth for this incredible headline. It says, quote, idiot Sebastian Bach and quote, dummy Ronnie Radke exchange insults in Twitter feud over use of backing tracks. So this is what it. they called each other, and they're using yes. that for the headline. Okay. Yes. Got it. Uh, and so, Man, he uh, just looks ex- more and more like Drew Barrymore, Sebastian. Yeah, I can see it. It's amazing. And Radke sort of looks like Travis Barker. Oh, yeah? Like his ba- with hair. Mm-hmm. Mm. No? You don't see no, it, Rob? I see it. Not a dead ringer, mm. but I see it. I see what you're going for. Thank you. Uh, and so, so the, the, the way this drama started falling in reverse, they're a metalcore band and, uh, Ronnie Radke, he's a controversial shit poster, I would say in the sense of like, he's very online. He hits back to pointless criticism that like other artists would typically ignore just to stir up. I mean, I don't know if it's just to stir up headlines, but it ends up stirring up headlines. Uh, That's kind of his vibe. And also for AEW fans, he is the fiance of recently debuting Soraya. And uh, so uh, Falling in Reverse, they're a metalcore band. I guess they canceled a few shows recently because... uh, they said two of their laptops were lost in the mail or they were like the luggage with their laptops were lost. And so they couldn't give the full presentation of their performance uh, and thus decided to cancel. Somebody had a Coke hangover. That's what actually happened. They blamed it on laptops. Not a right. You blame it on the USPS. Well, in the defense, uh, these songs are, are layered in such a way they're so overproduced and layered that you know you can't have 
20 musicians on to i mean you can but they would make no money yeah yeah you'd have to pay them so to avoid bringing that many musicians on the road some of these more superfluous instruments Mm -hmm. uh they just play on a backing track well perhaps you misunderstand me uh i do not deny that if in fact two laptops were missing it would seriously hamper their show I'm saying I don't believe that they lost two laptops. I'm saying they didn't feel like playing a show that day. I see. I see. And blamed it on laptops. I sort of feel like the image that he goes for, he'd rather blame it on cocaine because it would make him seem cooler than this nerdy. Also, like, do we not know by now to back up everything to the cloud? Like, the laptops are the only places that this stuff is stored? Well, if it's audio file, if it's these like high res audio files, they end up being pretty big. I don't think it's it's like hundreds of gigabytes, probably, if it's the whole show. But you're like a major touring band; you can't afford that storage space. I look, I agree with you guys. I, I agree. Well, you might as well just pay the musicians then, if you're going to do all <laughs> I, of that. I suppose. So anyway, this leads to uh, a, a whole back and forth, uh, and I guess. Uh, let me just, sorry, just give me a second to, so it started with Eddie Trunk. As most important things do. Uh, after, after the news came out that, uh, Falling Universe had scraped their shows, uh, because, because of the, uh, lack of the laptops, Sirius XM radio personality, Eddie Trunk, who has been a vocal critic of rock bands using pre-recorded tracks at their live shows, blasted the band for canceling their concert, writing on social media, this is astonishing. First I heard about this, I thought it was a joke to wind me up. How much longer are fans, promoters, media just going to accept the epidemic of live rock shows not really being live? Paying your hard-earned money to see a band play live that's not truly live. And there are countless bands in 2022 that hone their craft and play live. Tons, new and old, including the ones. That this is the best part. Their, that's <laughs> including the one that subbed for them in their slot. Jackal. <laughs> now he's, he's no he's laptop needed there. Yeah. Jackal, the band, <laughs> the band that's known for playing lead chainsaw. <laughs> Do they still bring they that bring out, or is it just an MP3 on the road, the baby? <laughs> would Jackal cancel a show if the train, if the chainsaw didn't arrive in the mail? <laughs> what would they do? Got to think about it. It might be the same thing. I c- I could believe that happening. At least they would just go to Home Depot and buy a new chainsaw. I guess. That's true. He goes, uh, some of them in there slot Jackal. No laptop needed there. Well, well Jackal on. is on a lower uh, money scale probably than Ronnie Radke or whatever. So, like, I feel like it, he they might put the chainsaw sounds in the cloud somewhere to save money <laughs> rather than buying a chainsaw. I believe that more than. Well, the no, they thing. keep the chainsaw around because during the day before the shows, they do landscaping work <laughs> to make extra money. <laughs> We'll cut down a tree stump for you. Uh, so... Or a trunk. Cut down a trunk. <laughs> nice. Ew. So that trunk concludes, uh, this is just unre- unreal, but at least I give them credit for being honest. Wow. I'm closer than ever to launching my own band, and I can't sing or play a note. <laughs> Simply amazing. Was that really the case in a lot most cases? I mean... 
probably somewhat competent musicians. It's yeah, like, like he can sing and the band can play notes. It's just they want layer tracks. Anyway, so Radke took to his Twitter to respond to Trump because, of course, he did. This is what he's going to do. Right. He says, Eddie Trunk, so you want to talk hella shit about laptops, but go watch Kiss Lip Sync? And uh, in Eddie Trunk's defense, Touché. he's very critical of, of, of Kiss Lip Syncing. Oh, really? Syncing. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have thought which that. Is, which is, I believe he said that like last time Kiss played, they took him off the, the list because of how much he shot. <laughs> how uh, dare you? You're may your name be eradicated. <laughs> so you want to talk hella shit about laptops but go watch kiss lip sync steven taylor steven taylor steven tyler i'm sorry steven tyler plays the piano then halfway through the song he stands on top of the piano while it still plays yet here we are acting like they don't all use tracks you fucking idiot literal (laughs) moron a literal one (laughs) he he went and got the uh the uh clinical test for moronism and he also shared a video of Trunk introducing Sebastian Bach's solo band at a performance, and he included the following message. Eddie Trunk introducing Sebastian Bach using tracks. Both of these idiots talking about shit. Uh, talking shit about me using tracks. Can't make this up. A short time later, Sebastian Bach fired back. Wow, dummy. Are you trying to say that you believe I use tracks on, on, on stage? Eddie Trunk, how fucking funny is this? Radke then responded, there's a fake audience cheer in your intro tracks and also fake drums. The fuck you mean? That shit isn't real. You're using a fake audience cheering you as you walk out on a fucking track. Hence, you're using tracks. We'll play that video in a second. Uh, And then he says, things escalated further when Bach tweeted, watch what happens when track bands call real musicians idiots, prompting Radke to write, the fuck is your bitch ass gonna do? You disrespected a jo- an entire generation of people after you say, wait, after that, you synth laptops and backing tracks all while using a fake audience on a track as you walk out. Fuck you and fuck Eddie Trunk's bitch ass. <laughs> I mean, I don't Lane. like Rodney, Ronnie Radke, but he's absolutely right. Yes. He's correct. You're on, on Team Radke in this argument. Uh, Sebastian later added, it's always so much fun to show someone what the world was like before the internet existed. Get fucked. Oh, get fucking ready. Virtual reality is so much fun until you have to deal with actual reality in your face. Can't wait to meet you in person. Name the time and place, and I will introduce you to rock and roll in person, man. Sebastian is like 50, and Ronnie Radke is like 30. Like, are you yeah. really threatening a, a guy who's in pretty good shape 20 years younger than you? But like, wait, is Ronnie Radke really 30? I know there's an age gap, but I don't think he's Sebastian Bach is 54. Ronnie Radke is late, 38. Late oh, wow. 38. Because yeah. we were talking about Ronnie Radke like in the third yeah. season of this show. It would make yeah, him like right. 18, you know? You're totally right. Okay. Uh, not backing. Th- wow, man. For, for 30, for a guy my age to be acting like this. Jeez. Yeah, totally not backing down. Ronnie wrote, what a fucking bummer, man. Uh, this is a man we all once loved, and he's literally disrespecting an entire generation of bands. You got a lot of people that grew up listening to you. You should be ashamed of yourself. Shit changes. So do people. The fuck is your problem? Yeah. He's right. <laughs> he's like, right. There's uh, nothing else to say. He's right. 
And I, then Radke shared a classic video of Queen performing Bohemian Rhapsody, writing Sebastian Bach and Eddie Trunk and any other literal clown. I guess Queen isn't a real rock band since in 1986 they used full tracks to play Bohemian Rhapsody and walked off stage. Within within minutes, Sebastian responded, laptops weren't invented in 86, though. You realize that laptop didn't come until around 97, genius. What does that so mean? So you stage. can't use this. So the the medium of the track is what matters. Like if you play, played a tape of it, and then it would be yeah. Okay. Like what? It's also like <laughs> Sebastian Bach is somehow wearing as a badge of honor the fact that back when he started, he didn't have the choice to use laptops. Ah. So he's better because it wasn't even an option for him. He might have used it back then if it was available. Like what is sure. like. Why is this some honorable thing? Technology evolves. Music evolves. Yeah. This is what, like, put on the radio, put on television. All music that people actually listen to now is like this. Yeah. Like, and also, you're fighting a losing battle, man. The battle, the war is over. You lost. Your side lost. But even if you happen to like one of those rare bands that just plays, you know, hardcore, just, you know, instruments mm -hmm. only, even if they don't use, let's just say, make up a band. They don't use even any post-production, uh -huh. okay? If you go to see them live, who the fuck cares if they're playing for real or not? You're going to see them play, like, to enjoy the show. Whatever show they want to do, if the people enjoy it, like, they're showing up, and, right? And also, the existence of a different kind of band somewhere else in the world does not in any way impact your enjoyment of the band that you like. Right. So Absolutely. what the fuck does it matter? It's just yeah, like people, like DJs, DJs sell out twenty thousand person venues yeah. to literally go watch somebody play, play their record. laptop or just spin Sometimes records. Sometimes they're playing yeah. their lap or spin their record. Yeah, like so. Does that is that not a performance? Like, get out of here! I think get this is, Eddie Trunk and Sebastian Bach are making the same argument I made probably when I was twelve. Which is like, you know, you're not a real yeah. artist yeah. unless Same. you play yeah. guitars. Yes. Only. And as T-Tam here points out, they also use these laptops for lighting and stage effects and metronomes. Exactly. It is a full presentation. You're not just performing music. You're presenting a fully immersive experience, which includes visual presentation. And that has to be synced up to the music that you're performing. Anyway, Did, uh, let's play. Let's play this uh, this clip that uh, uh, Radke was talking about. Here it is. That's better. Give it up for Sebastian Bach. To be fair, this is a track. This it's he's absolutely coming out to a track. Yeah. Where there is a there is audience cheers. But is that just ambient music that they're playing before the band plays? Like I don't know yes. if that counts. Does that count? I mean, for this argument, I'm going to allow it. Yeah. Then he calls Sebastian Bach, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh, that's all uh, kind of mean to Brendan Fraser. I'm amazed Roddy Radke knows who Brendan Fraser is. Props. Uh, oh, did this... he tag Soraya now? Also, what happened there? Yeah, I guess he. So I guess Sebastian Bach said, uh, "Soraya, you mean the shitty camera can't replicate it." I guess she joined. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? This is. And was it also didn't 
Ronnie Radke have like multiple domestic violence uh, cases or something? Like, I don't know. That. Yes. I feel bad for Soraya. Like, I'm worried. Hope, I mean, uh, if there, she's arrested, the, the domestic violence own, cases. Right? Well, the domestic violence cases, to be fair, were all like a decade ago. To be fair, I don't have to. I mean, it's not like that means it's not like he was, he's done anything like that uh, recently. Not that it excuses what he did in the past, but she's uh, also not made a, the most wise uh, relationship choices as well. Uh, she definitely had some not so fresh relationships in the past, for sure. Alberto Del Rio, Dos Casas Jr. Mm -hmm. Was she ever mm -hmm. with Maven? She was. No. He's is that guy, is that still 20, a thing? He's got to be like he's, 20 years older than her. Yeah, he's not her type. Uh, Maven is still around. Uh, what? He actually had, a, <laughs> had like a nice. He had like a nice ironic res uh, resurrection earlier this year. Uh, ironic resurrection he, is a good episode title as well. He uh, he lives in New York, and I believe he uh, officiated the wedding of the for uh, the vow renewals of the former Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, and his wife Chelsea Green at GCW, a hardcore promotion. And then as they're renewing their wedding wedding vows. Uh, Nick Gage, who is the modern equivalent of like a Sandman and Tommy Dreamer, more like so I would say, more like New Jack or New Jack, yeah, Dark yeah, yeah. Side of the Ring episode for he's him, worse, was grim. Uh, and uh, he came out and, and murdered all of them, like made them all bloody. Uh, Zack Ryder really reinvented himself. Like, I don't know if Sid, if you're aware of it, but he's like a like he, he he's like uh, the he's like he's done a bunch of hardcore stuff. And like, just gave himself like a new name as a as a as a crazy like rough like tough worker. I don't think I know who he is in general, so I don't oh, know. Really? What you mean. I don't think so. I thought that was long enough know. ago that you might have been still paying attention to. He did like um like a like a Snooky like a Jersey Shore type character, but he was from Long Island. But same thing. And he what he, was, he was, was what was the name? Was it still Zach Zach Ryder? That was yeah, that does not name. ring a bell. His real name is Matt Cardona, right? Yeah. And that's what any relation to Nina now. good of live no fandom. Well, he's not, no he's not Latino. He's, I think no. it's the Italian type of Cardona. No, never mind. Sad, he's very good. He was one of the first guys, this was like around 2011, that got like kind of got a push, but general just organically, they were doing not jack shit with him, and the fans just kind of like online were like, This guy's so good. Please push him, give him something, give him the Intercontinental title. And he mm. kind of got a little bit of that for a little okay. while because of that. So it was like a kind of a phenomenon. Um, but then they buried him again. Such as such as life in WWE. Yeah. Well, Rob thinks they're they're gonna that's gonna change. I'm skeptical. We'll see. Yeah. I think it's already changing. I think so. uh, I, I would concede that some small things have changed for the better, for sure. Yeah. I don't. I don't see any large scale things changing, but we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I would like more. Confidence. I think it's going to take a while. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also, I want to mention our Discord. Of course, go to rapliveCast.com. The link is there. Discord is a chat app for you olds, for you non youths. For you, you people against tr using tracks, <laughs> any trunk. I don't think he can even. Yeah, no. Discord, even though it's very. Uh, 
But come hang out with us. We're in there all week long, and uh, we talk about the show. We talk about other stuff. We talk about food. We talk about TV and movies, sports, technology, all of it. Anime. <laughs> come hang out. Uh, and so in our Discord, somebody mentioned zebra dyslexia w- is the user. Thank you. Uh, that they went to see Five Finger Death Punch. Well, not them. We- Their cousin did. Okay, they're and then shared the sign online. Hmm. And uh, and so their cousin went to see Five Figure Death Punch. All right. Uh, then I'm glad, Zombie Dyslexia, that you have enough taste to not go see Five Figure Death Punch. And I don't mean to insult anyone who likes Five Figure Death Punch. I, well, I don't. I don't hold it against you one bit. I truly don't. They're touring with Mega Death, according to his post. Yeah, I have many friends who like Five Figure Death Punch, and I I tolerate really? them. Surprise. You tolerate the friends? Yes. <laughs> what kind of people? I tolerate. I tolerate their taste. Rob I, is I an ally. Choice. Yes. <laughs> Rob <laughs> might not like Five Finger Death Punch himself, but he is an ally look, to those. Look, just keep it. Just I just don't want to see it in public. All right, just keep it. Keep it behind closed doors. <laughs> Can we, uh, is shitty music taste going to be added to the to the right after two S is going to be shitty music taste? Uh, so anyway, uh, Zombie uh, says that his cousin went and made a sign, and here here's the sign. Let's make it. Let's make this viral. It'd be cool to get a shout out from hashtag Ivan Moody. I wonder if he's seen the sign we made. I named my child after Ivan Moody. So inspirational and powerful in his singing. Thank you for a great show. Why question mark? Question mark. <laughs> Thank you for a great show. And so the sign says, I named my first son Ivan. Does he have a second son? You know, like, um, yeah, it's your own. He named him Zoltan, son. the second son. <laughs> <laughs> Still sticking with it. Yeah. Or Huckleberry. Yeah. Maybe he named the second one Huckleberry. Oh, no. <laughs> Deep, uh, Shifty uh, uh, says, I totally do hold it against you. I'm guessing if you like Five Figure Death Punch. Oh, and by the way, uh, Snowberry Salad says that the Discord is a wonderful place. So there you go. I concur. Facts. True facts. It's just very mm-hmm. nice to have a place where a lot of people have our same sensibilities about yeah. life in general. Mm-hmm. Shifty Shortcake says we should start a GoFundMe for that kid's therapy. <laughs> for can you imagine, can you imagine the two of you I know we've all had problems with our parents and stuff but can you imagine if your parents were five finger death punch fans <laughs> how your life would have been different oy, oy, oy. let's say what I don't know whatever the oh we're just younger imagine just uh, like what how how could you how could you function human being what would be the 70s equivalent of five finger death punch oh boy what's a real aggro I was about to say Leonard Skinner but they're good Grand they Funk. Are, no, they're pretty. They have some. They were fairly stuff. mainstream. Yeah, I'm trying to oh. think of aggro, dumb, and po- very, very popular. And T- Ted uh, Nugent. No, but he has some good. Songs. Yeah, his music is good. Yeah, yeah. like so all those things, but the band is also absolutely horrible. Huh. That's hard. There was a lot more good music back then. I feel like it was it was weeded out. Like the bad, a lot of the bad groups. Not all clearly, but like a lot of them were. CCR, no, they were no. great. Come and on. that's sixties. Let's ruminate on that. Maybe we'll come back to it by then. I'd say Kiss, but yeah, they're so popular that. Yeah. And again, no, Kiss is not bad. Some good songs. They do have some yeah. good songs, but that's getting closer. I feel like maybe later Kiss would fit that. Yeah, you know? 
But that one say they're not as aggro. They have some like love songs and stuff. You know? Tough. That's a, That's tough a good one. question. Good question. I think we just like didn't know enough. Of, there just were fewer bands in general. Uh huh. And I think we just didn't know the bands well enough to have that negative an opinion on them. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Ah, it's tough. That's a good good question. Gotta be something. But yeah, to your point. To your point, at least at least Ivan is a relatively agnostic name, you know, like Zoltan. Like if you named us a Zoltan, (laughs) that would be bad. Or if you name your kid Radke, that would be really yes. Ronnie at least is okay. You you know, it's passable. No one no one would know. Uh there are there are some friends of mine, and I'm not going to say the names. Uh oh. Na- name their children after the last name of certain musicians, and I'm just like, why? Why are oh, you? Now doing I this? need to know who. What? I'll I'll tell you off. off God off damn screen. it! I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, shout them out. Uh, wonderful people, but <laughs> no. And by wonderful people, like this is a common theme now. You know, now that I'm uh, 39. And a good portion of the people that I grew up with now have children. And some of these people, like, I haven't seen them in a decade because they've had children. (laughs) And it's just so crazy to see, like, the completely normal photos of Uh, them being very responsible adults with children who look like they're, you know, well-dressed and showered. (laughs) You know, like, like, not... (laughs) <laughs> you know, like Rob like, picturing like children in the shower. Oh. Stop it. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I just mean they're <sighs> such an asshole. <laughs> but the point I'm getting at is like my only memories with these people is getting blasted. <laughs> like, like just getting so fucked up and doing stupid, stupid things in our 20s, uh, like so high and drunk. Uh, and it's like if only you knew what your parents did when they were when they were kids. But that's, that's probably sure yeah, that's, that's probably everyone. everybody's parents. Yeah, but you just hope that they outgrow it. Some people like the kids don't have to imagine it because it's still happening. You know, right? <laughs> Very true. So at least these kids are lucky that you, they'd need you to remind them. And it's not yes. like oh yeah, my dad's still in the living room, passed out right now. You're right. There, there is. <laughs> There is one or two friends that are very much still living the lifestyle while with children. Dusty Rhodes Muffler Jenny's twins were named Draymond and Fieldy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jenny's wow. twins are adorable. Uh, and they're, she she has become a lovely housewife. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. She's doing great. She's doing great. Uh, when was the last this, time you saw her the, or talked to her? I haven't seen her in a while, but I talked to her uh, occasionally. Okay. Does I the foot, like a few the, ago. the foot pussy take care of the kids when she has an outing or something? <laughs> she Aaron's has retired that, that aspect of her life. Her husband has a name, Darren. Be respectful. <laughs> her husband is not referred to as a foot. She lets him be the Dom. Oh. Is his name Dom? <laughs> no. It is now. <laughs> if she, and if how she dare lets you shift these short, shortcakes saying, Rob, giving us insight into his personal hygiene here. When did you last shower, Rob? I last showered like shortly before the show. So yeah. there. In fact, I can vouch for this because no, I oh, wasn't yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> we came on we came on the stream before starting, and I said his hair had a nice gloss and yeah, shine to me it. Me and Darren and said, both <laughs> individually pointed it out because it was that's the way you know 
how like my hair is at a point now where you can tell how recently I showered based on how frizzy it is. The more frizz, the more oh. distant <laughs> away from a shower I have. You, you poor thing. All these hair troubles you have. It's, it's so hard. Sad. It's so hard having a full head of hair, guys. You know what I'm talking? Oh. Oh, you talked. No, you know what? I don't like making that kind of joke because I don't want to jinx it. You're, well, <laughs> no, you're old enough I already want, where if you lost your hair, it would be normal course of male life. You know what I mean? I don't know because I feel like my dad had a full head of hair until like late, until like, you know, his mid. Uh, 50s, but doesn't it come from like your maternal grandfather? Is that true? Uh, he, I thought. So, yeah, like he ended up like from my memories of him. He had like a bald spot in the middle of his. I guess he had hair in the front. He had a bit of like a comb. But like, how old was he by that point? Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to. Oh, by the way, I can debunk that, Sid, because uh, I, from personal experience, my maternal grandfather has a had a thick bush of hair. Uh oh. And (laughs) he actually that that was a very pregnant pause. (laughs) He actually looks exactly like me. He looks exactly like me. Except he looked he's dead, but yeah, he had a full head of hair until he was about 70, oh, late God. 70s. And we're sure I mean, it wasn't a piece? I'm 100%. He lived. Okay. I, I see him, saw him walking around, you know, just doing, not prepared at all. Well, My grandfather didn't molest me, Sid. Stop making those faces. <laughs> you said full bush. Yeah, I did not inherit his head of hair at all. <laughs> or his his molestation genes. <laughs> oh, come on! Very no, good, not. very good looking man and an athlete. He played in the Brooklyn Dodgers uh, minor league system. Oh shit! Oh, wow. that's awesome. Yeah. Very good man. Uh, not a, not really a good guy. He's kind of an asshole. Yeah. He's very very good looking man. Uh, yeah, my grandfather was a very attractive man as well. My grand, neither of my grandfathers were were fuckable. <laughs> uh, I'll see if I can I, dig up a. I think I have a picture of my. My maternal grandparent, grandparents, and I'll I'll show you. They were both. They were basically a hot power couple. Uh, yeah, my grandma they, always kind of had like a butch vibe to her. So, right. yeah, my, not not my style. Very, I had very ugly grandparents on both sides. There's, they're just like they all. They look like anti-Semitic memes. Oh no! All bald. The dead. The both grandpas full bald. Not a, not one strand of hair on their heads. Yeah, my my grand. Oh, sorry. Just like just the hook nose money lender meme. My Bad grandparents last look- down generation to generation. Oh. <laughs> my grandparents look look very Jewish, but like they don't look memeish. They just look like you can tell they're Jewish, but yeah. not uh, not they don't look like the hook nose guy. <laughs> my yeah, my my. I don't really know. I I haven't seen too many photos of my uh, paternal grandparents, but young photos of my maternal grandparents they just look like eastern europeans they don't necessarily have the stereotypical uh, right. jewish look mm-hmm. um but uh what was i gonna say do we want to talk about this great british bake-off oh yeah controversy oh yeah before the show darren you were kind of talking yeah. about uh, mexican food we were talking about mexican food yeah, well, but, some yeah. one of you, I think, just ate Mexican oh, I'm going, food. Yeah, or I'm going to have have some for lunch. So and we got onto that topic, and I was like, I don't even know if I want to mention this on the show, but I'm kind of embarrassed because I, I I've I've learned later in my life, you know, you acquire tastes, or you maybe you refine your taste, so you understand it better, what you like and what you don't like, and I feel like I've reached a point where I can say that I like 
the white culture, cultural appropriation version of Mexican food more than I like traditional, authentic Mexican food. And I, and, I, I, and you describe what you mean. I want to put I want to put an asterisk on that and say that my favorite favorite ethnic cuisine is Latino food. In other words, Latin American food, South American food, all that stuff. So it's not like I don't feel like it's me being a cultural appropriator with lousy palate, which I could be mistaken for. I think I have great palate for other cultures' foods, but I just don't like I don't like the flour. I don't like the corn tortillas, soft corn tortillas. I don't like that either. I don't like the sauces a lot of the time. And it's just I always go to a Mexican restaurant, like a really nice one, highly rated one, fancy ones, and I'm always underwhelmed by the food. And then when I have white person taco night with the hard Ortega or well, mm-hmm. actually Ortega sucks. Old El Paso, uh, hard shells. Old El Paso is the brand. Yep. I I just love it, and I'm not going to apologize for it anymore. Like I feel like almost embarrassed to admit it because I'm a white guy, and I'm saying I love white guy taco night. I don't I really think do. I think it's its own genre. Like it's 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 like it's yeah. in the same genre for me as Taco Bell. I don't consider Taco Bell Mexican food. It's Mexican inspired. <laughs> yeah, but that's totally fair. But uh, it's Mexican inspired American food, which I think is what you're saying you enjoy. Yes, uh, and I think that's totally fine. And I have great great memories of doing taco nights with friends. Uh, and then going home and being like, we should do a taco night. And my parents being like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? And I <laughs> remember a, we all did. Taco? It was like a, a, my mom did a, a, a like Russian version of taco. Like, oh, we did, shit. We oh, bought yeah. the taco packs, but like, you know, like she prepared the meat as, as she would. Like chicken liver? <laughs> I what wonder f- if that would work. What Probably flavor? What, fl- what flavor of aspic were the taco shells? For? <laughs> yes, the taco shells were actually aspic. <laughs> gross, 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 gross. But yeah, I'm kind of with you in this. Here's what I, I think. I think there are fancy Mexican restaurants that I love that do the. I love the fancy Mexican restaurants that do the tiny tacos, uh, and like that's the only way I could find those corn, uh, soft corn shell tortillas tolerable in these little tapas kind of I, situations i never get tacos at legit mexican places i always get other stuff a dish but what do you a, get enchiladas or like yeah. a pernil platter or mm-hmm. ropa vieja or oros con pollo just i never i don't because i don't like the corn t- tortillas and you could get whatever's in there in a different incarnation where it's more satisfying Oh, mm-hmm. snowberry salad. Oh, sorry, Sid. I apologize. Snowberry salad said gentrified, expensive Mexican food is a joke. Uh, but I it's agree. Delicious. Uh, but we do, we do have like legit, hardcore, serious, authentic Mexican food in New York. Like a lot of yeah. it. So mm-hmm. I, when I talk about. We have about, really good Cali Mex by me, actually. I'm very into it. Go ahead. But like, I. And I'm not going to also sit here and say I've never had a good experience at a Mexican restaurant. Like, I. I have had good meals at Mexican restaurants, but I feel like the scope of what I like is limited to a few things. And also, it's just always underwhelming. Like, I don't go out to eat that often. So, like, I want to, I want every time I go to a restaurant to be a chance at being amazing. And I feel like the ratio of, of times when I've been to a Mexican restaurant and I've been disappointed is sort of more than most other genres. So, I mm. just, I, I prefer, I, I'm sorry. I like, like 99 cent tacos for, you know, making my own. And that's mm-hmm. it. 
I think finally. that what what I like about the uh, taco culture in these taco places is I find that it's a good way to do sampling, you know, because a lot of it is just the taco is a vehicle to distribute the way they cook their beef stew or whatever, you know, like I love those kind of tacos mm-hmm. when it's a little more experimental. But I, the platters with the beans and rice, I agree. It's like a little underwhelming. Uh, it can be, it can be oh, underwhelming. I was going to say Shifty Shortcake said, uh, I feel the same way about Indian food here in the UK. Sometimes I just want a white person version of it. Not at all authentic, but some decent flavors too. It's only annoying when people assume it's authentic. Yeah, you just as long as you're honest about the experience and what it is that you like about it, it's fine. Like for me, I think a big part of the reason that I still love the old El Paso taco night is because... It's one of the few food experiences that I loved as a kid. And when I have it now, it's almost exactly the same experience. And it ta- the taste hasn't changed. Sure. Where like my mom used to make those taco kits when I was a kid and I loved it. And now me and my wife still have it like every few weeks and it's the same. It tastes the same. And I like it just as much. It hasn't changed in any way. It hasn't gotten worse. They haven't like somehow changed the recipe and. It's inferior. It's exactly the same experience, and it just takes me back to being a little kid and loving that shit. Well, and my- obviously, I it that opened me to wanting to try other actual Mexican food, and without that, I might never have bothered. So it's it's like it's a gateway food. Uh, my, uh, my my mother in law won me over to Indian food because she would just I mean she's old country Guyanese Indian, so like just straight up serious authentic. Indian and Guyanese food. So I got kind of weaned on curry and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, when I go to an Indian restaurant, I'm kind of a snob about that. Like I, if it seems like Americanized or gentrified, those are the, that's the cuisine where that comes into play mm. for me. Like I want, I want the real serious shit. And if, if I'm going with a group of people and we go to a less authentic one, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm not going to be like, I'm leaving. This is hard. I'm not that much of a snob. But if I'm choosing for myself, like I want yeah. a real authentic Indian restaurant. And I feel like that's like, that is the British version of Mexican food mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. It, like, yeah. isn't tikka masala, yeah. like the national dish of England at this point. Yeah. And like curries, it just curries in general. Yeah. I noticed that like, I feel like it's, it's, it's also street meat. You know, you can get a curry hot dog basically anywhere in England. No. You you know what is weird is that uh, I've been to restaurants now. A lot of them don't have chicken tikka masala anymore, or they they have it, and then they have another thing called chicken makani mm-hmm. and chicken or, or makani. It's like basically I've talked to these the people that run these um, restaurants. They they pull you over to the side. It's the same thing. They're yeah. like they want the people who want the authentic Indian food to have the choice of getting tikka masala without being embarrassed. Of being an entry level uh, cuisine uh, person, is that really what it is? Because I've definitely well, that, ordered both and struggled to figure out what the difference was. That I've been told by more than one uh, waiter. I because I ask now because that's such a fascinating thing to me. When I see chicken makani on there, I'm like, is this really any different? And they go, no. <laughs> and also sometimes it's called butter chicken, and it's the yeah, it's the same. Yeah. It's great though. It's good. I, yeah. I, just, I love I love trying all the different spices though. Yeah, sometimes you got to get a little experimental. Yeah, it's all good. Chicken Rogan Josh, or as a, I used to call it uh, with my friend Seth Rogan Josh. <laughs> I've had that only lamb. I haven't seen that offered with chicken. 
I, they can mix and match. I don't. The reason I say that is because I don't eat beef anymore. But most places, unless they're really upscale, will uh, will let you mix and match the sauce to any meat no. they have in the house. So let's let's uh, play this uh, the the All clip right. from yeah. Bake Off. Oh that yes, everybody was so up in That's arms right. about this week. Here we go. So yeah, I mean, even even for me, I'm like, come on, like because I don't know if you watch the Great British Bake Off. Oh, every lovely, episode, lovely listener. I'm talking to our listeners. Ah, you, you should, you should. But, it's great. Uh, the the man we're about to show here, Paul Hollywood, is one of the biggest snobs about food. I mean, he's and the, about, he's the Simon Cowell of the show. That's I say this show. lovingly. I love him. I love how blunt he is with. And by the way, the Great British Bake Off to me is the best passive reality show you could watch it is so inoffensive mm -hmm. it is so pleasant heartwarming it's yeah and it's just it's a very easy watch and it really shows how shitty reality competitions in america are because this one is not at all it's competitive but it's not at all about the competition they're not they're not creating feuds with the no, competitors there's no, villain. no dramatic yeah, music no, yeah, well, the dramatic music is like you against the clock, but all the competitors are like helping each other. Like if one of yeah. the cooks is better than the other and they're done early, they'll go to the other place and they'll help the other person finish. And I love that. that that's yeah. so fun. And so Paul Hollywood, very snobby, all about getting things accurate. And here's how he pronounced I got to ask a question. Sure. Is his real name Paul Hollywood? I think so. Let me confirm. <laughs> but I think it is. What a name to go into show business with. <laughs> that's so, fantastic yeah it is his oh name is God. paul john hollywood good grief <laughs> and he has the best worst pronunciation of pico de gallo here we go mexican wheat pro it has to be tacos tell me about tacos the you've got a pico de gallo which is basically no you talked sauce. over it go back pico de gallo tell me about the fillings then you've got a pico de gallo which is basically gallo guacamole then you have this steak and a little bit of cheese and also refried beans but, okay paul, could you put, go back to the, the image of the taco so let's explain for the uninitiated there are three challenges in an episode of great british baking show the middle one is the technical which they assign you you all have to make the same exact thing yeah the We're first and the third very... you you get to be creative yeah. and do your own thing yeah the Within, second one uh, is all uh, about is all about technical proficiency and spe specificity yeah. Yeah. And so look at what's on the screen right now. There is not a single thing we're looking at that is baked. <laughs> this was me and my wife's biggest gripe with this episode, that the technical bake challenge involved zero baking. Yeah. There was no baking. So, like, why is did this you, what they did? Did you even have to make the tortillas? I guess that's yes, but it's on a pan. It's on a fry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you yeah, say yeah. tortillas as a joke? Or as, a joke you, as a joke. As a joke. Some of them did say it that way, though. Yeah, this was this was a weird one, and uh, also, are oh, there wow. shifty shortcake with a very interesting anecdote? Share that. True uh, story. Every time, oh, oh, go ahead. Every hold time on. contestants look like they're crying out of serious distress, the hosts stand next to them and swear nonstop so that footage can't be used and the person is spared public humiliation. I did not know that. That's amazing. Oh wow, that's really nice. Uh so. What uh sorry, what was I saying? Oh, look like does this look like a taco to you though? 
Sort like, of. What are these? I don't know. Are those cucumbers? I can no, tell no, no, that that's it's guacamole. To, I can tell it's supposed that's to be. That's the guacamole? Yeah. Oh, that's just yeah. avocado. That's just yeah. like not yeah. smashed wow. avocados. Yeah. Okay. And that almost looks like feta cheese, but I know it's probably <laughs> not. No. And but also refried And beans. also, do they put... I've never had a taco with refried beans in them. Like, well, the beans I are mean, on the some, side. No, some. You could. But it's not know. like this is... Yeah, it's very... If we're talking authentic, you yeah, know. this is a very weird, lazy choice for the technical. This was this was our main gripe. The other stuff, it's like I'm not going to get mad at British people for not knowing how to pronounce some of these words because Mexican food isn't as prevalent there as it is here, right? <laughs> and there's certain people say, here that aren't even first like original; they're they're immigrants to Britain, so like I can't expect them to like be great at a third language. Like I'm not going to give a Sri Lankan woman or whatever grief over not knowing how to pronounce tortilla. Like it's fine. I, I can't be mad at that. But, but Paul Hollywood, I'm giving grief to. He he, yeah, he should. He's the one assigning this. So he should know a little bit. I mean, he said Pico de Gallo, like he was talking about super Colo, the nitro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That That's is. Yeah, Pico no de Colo. <laughs> Big thing is. Getting the taco rice. Thickness of the tortilla. Is it going to be too thick or too thin? And then the actual stage on the pan. Do you only need less than a minute on both sides? If you do any more than that, it will dry out. And when you try and roll it up into a taco, it will crack. It's got to be pliable. Be and they are very thin. They are very thin. And if it is thin, it will work. One of the big things in Mexico when you're having a taco is it's lovely to have a lot of filling on it, but it has to be practical as well. So you should be able to encase it. And then eat it. Yeah. If it's too much, it's going to. It go really everywhere. is the okay, best w- vehicle for food. Like I, I, I'm always so impressed with it. Only if it's a flour yeah. tortilla, though. The taco shell. Uh, there was one other. Oh, the, form your oh, output. Hold on. What? Oh, I have it here. Here it is. Just the. Uh, pe- oh no, not that. Whoa! <laughs> what was that? It was a half naked man. What are we doing, Rob? Maybe uh, that's a bad clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Oh, right. There we go. The, this is what I was talking about. Oh, Just the peeling of the, the glass. An elderly British woman with purple hair. Like, give her a break. All right. Give her All right. Trying. I can't get mad at that stuff. Like, it's it's like it's not cringe. It's like a oh, bless their hearts. It's that kind of a thing. Like, uh, you know, they're missing the mark, but they're giving it their best. They don't know. Like if like if somebody asked me to prepare Welsh food, what the fuck do I know <laughs> about Wales other than Josh, R.I.P. a legend, Rogan Josh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the you know uh, the episode was fine. They did eliminate two people. Spoiler oh. alert at the end. But it, but only because the previous week they didn't eliminate anyone. Two of the contestants were out sick, so they felt it wouldn't be fair to eliminate anyone. So this week they oh. eliminated two. Everything you're saying about the show makes them sound like such nice people. It really is. It's it really nice. is the nicest show. Very life affirming. So let's talk about our playlist. Mm. If you want some music picks every week, we each pick a, pick a song. And currently there are 420 songs. Oh, wow. In our RAPL Livecast music break. Should we just stop Spotify. there? Yeah, let's just retire it. Let's <laughs> start and, a new one. Uh, leave that yeah. one at 420. <laughs> My pick this week is from a band called Fisher or an artist. It's one person. Fisher oh, Schooner. Uh, I've seen this name a million times and I've never listened to them. I have no idea what kind of music this is. 
I'm guessing it's Dancy since you picked it. Oh, it's a duo. My my apologies. It's a well, duo. yeah, Fisher and Spooner, I assume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they're like an electropop. Mm. Or they're like gothy electropop. So it's like, actually, what's that band that I always used to make fun of you for liking? That was Chromeo. Yes. Is it? Is this just another Chromeo type? No, situation? it's a little more. It's a little more like gothy than Chromeo. It's oh. like more. So it's like Gary the faint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I got into them and the faint at the exact same time. I totally forgot about Fisher Spooner, and then their album art—the album art for this uh, song—popped into my head. Is it just Goatsy? Uh, uh, no, no, no. It's like a very nice Ugh. triangle pattern, a CMYK triangle pattern. I believe there was someone be on Bake Off that did like I, this week. I think it was that did like a Mexican cake that me and my wife thought looked sort of like Goatsy. But nobody mm. on the show called it out because they're too nice to know what Goatsy is. You never know what people do in their personal life. Paul Hollywood might know, but he's not going to talk about it. <laughs> he's too Hollywood sad. That's right. Uh, Fisher and Spooner, if it was a single artist, that would just be me trying to get the last chickpea out of the chana masala sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> if you wait, so what's your uh what's your pick darren oh mine i i i figured sid might know about this but if he didn't i'd be introducing it to him and make him make his day it's the 2015 release of by richard cheese uh of my neck my back a cover of my neck my back did you know about this if i did i forgot about it and this was a delightful <laughs> reminder Richard Cheese is an artist uh, who does uh, lounge covers, like crooner-type covers of uh, popular songs. And this is from an album uh, where it's all his songs that are about... I think it's a compilation of all his songs that are about pussy or, like, you know, raunchy songs. I think WAP is on there. Oh, wow. He covered WAP. So this is an older song, but it's mm. like they made he, he made a compilation of his dirty songs and put a couple of new ones on it. Nice. So WAP is on there in this one. Highly recommend Richard Cheese and his band The Lounge Against the Machine. Ha! Nice. Sydney? I picked the song Rip Off by the band Mama. It's another new band that I got into through my wife playing them in the car. My wife! She's actually going Thank to you. see them tonight, but they're right up my alley. They are, like, if you're a fan of female-fronted 90s alternative rock, like the Breeders or Veruca Salt, or Juliana Hatfield. This is totally like that. But it's like like back when I recommended Jeff Rosenstock all the time, he was great because he reminded me of so many older things that I liked, but none so much so that it seemed like a direct ripoff and I couldn't listen to it. It was just enough of the, the essence of those things that it still felt sort of new. And this is the same thing where it's, it's not enough of a ripoff of any one of those other acts that it still feels like its own thing, but it just gives me totally those kind of vibes. So it was very enjoyable. Mama, M-O-M-M-A. Good stuff. And by the way, RIP this week stands for Radke is pissed. Mm-hmm. Because he is. And of course, I want to mention our Patreon. If you want yourself a little more live cast, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com. Say Jiminy Glick. RIP a live cast. It's only $5 a month. <laughs> and you get 
You get X two extra shows a month, and the top of the month, uh, we just posted a roundtable discussion about the new Rob Zombie film, The Monsters, <laughs> and it was not good. And then also we have a bonus episode uh, where we do a bunch of links. We talk about a very hilarious New York politician that uh, is basically like a meme, and we spend a half hour riffing on him, and then we spend half an hour learning about a penis enlargement pr- process that uh, sounds terrible. So it's very informative. Lots of great episodes in the archive. Patreon.com slash RIP. A live cast. I wanted to... Um, oh, you know what? It just went out of my mind, what I wanted to say. <laughs> Please forgive me. I don't know. I don't I don't remember. You are forgiven. And are I you about to say our... that you also like Domino's pizza more than regular Italian pizza? No, that will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, of course, if you want to throw us a few extra bones, you can become a top live cast fan. 10 bucks a month gets you a shout out at the end of the show, which is uh, right now. And I'm going to do it as Paul Hollywood mispronouncing Pico de Gallo. Okay. <laughs> I'm and everything else. With, uh, I want to give a big shout out to Eric and Ben J- Jamine. And of course, El Diderino and Dinar and Sam Yam, and of course, yeah. Mindy Mears Kipa, and don't forget Jindar, and of course, we have Kahashur Kahashusa. Oh my god, and don't forget Robaganoush, aka Justine, and of course, we have Kittle Dikalf, and don't forget Ruba Vampiro. And Hugo likes Tacos. <laughs> that one, you could have just done the mispronunciation he already did. Tacos, tacos. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Hugo likes Tacos. Uh, and and uh, Lenda Danks. And then, of course, we have Lacroix and Cori and Scott I H and Doug Pygman. And who can forget? Douglas, Douglas, who are you, Lev- <laughs> Levison? Levison. Levison. And hey guys, it's Joshua. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Hi. you to our top live cast fans. Thank you to you for listening and supporting the show. And of course, follow us on social media. Hang out with us on Discord. Go to RIPLivecast.com. Hit that Discord link. Of course, you can always send us your feedback, RIPLivecast at gmail.com. This just reminds me before we go. Actually, I do want to read this one email we got. Oh. Okay. Uh, see, this is why you shouldn't tune out before the shout outs. We got it from Bobby. Bobby says, Rob, Darren, Sid, I know this is last minute, but my wife and I have decided to travel to NYC for our wedding anniversary. And we'll That's be sitting outside your house right now. And we'll be staying at, I'm not going to read his address, which I know is far from Brooklyn where you three reside. However, I was still checking to see if you guys had any any live cast meetups planned. No. As I have listened to you guys since Metal Injection and would love to hear some, quote, old New York stories. If not, do you have any recommendations within Brooklyn or elsewhere that reference on the show? Maybe not Tad Stakes. Looking forward to your response. And please keep Noah on as a special guest quarterly. At least I miss her insight and differing opinions. So I, I sent him a bunch of uh, recommendations. If yeah. he was in the city, I told him to go to Katz's. I told him to walk around Chinatown a little Italy. Uh, I told him to go to Veselka's. And then he mentioned he wanted Brooklyn recommendations. I said, go walk around Coney Island, go to L&B's, go to Roland Roaster. I'm gonna, those are the good, uh, like, real New York things to do. If you mm-hmm. want to do a good tourist thing that's not lame, 
uh, find something that's like a walking tour. They have a lot of good walking tours where they walk you around in Manhattan and they tell you this building is this and this is where mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. war battle happened. And it's very, very interesting. But make sure it's a walking tour. The ones that are buses, yeah. those are really shitty and they're, they're, they're done very poorly. So get a good research it. Look at the four star Yelp stuff and like get one uh, get a walking tour be a man do a walking tour i also remembered what i was gonna say if you're interested. oh yeah uh, i i saw a good review of the monsters and it was by the angry video game nerd remember that guy who uh, uh james rolf he's like he used to do videos in the old days like yelling about nintendo games but now he has a whole channel where he he does, still does that and then he does like real stuff okay. as as himself and he said he he's like a lot of nostalgia. So he was like, you know, I loved seeing the monsters. It was like a mixed review, but it was like part of this is like very charming, and this could have been better, and that could have been better. But it was like overall, I really liked it. And I'm like, really? I was shocked because yeah, I feel like he has good taste. Couldn't believe it. That'll be what they put on the VHS box when they release uh, this for home viewing. And that thank blurb. and thank him profusely that he yeah. said it. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Kisses. Bye. Love you. Bye.